Today on episode 59 of the Home of Play podcast, PlayStation walks back on storefront closures. PlayStation Plus Video Pass is a streaming app that could be coming our way in the distant future, and our reaction to the 2021 DICE Awards. Well done, Sony. All that and more. Let's get some intro. Hello! Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to episode 59 of the Home of Play podcast, where every Monday, the two best friends join forces to give you the latest in PlayStation rumors, news, reviews, and that is because we are the true PlayStation fans. I'm your host, Steven. With me, I'm joined by the king of platinum trophies himself, Christopher. Hello, hello. Christopher responds with hello, hello. <laughs> I love doing that every once in a while. The Home of Play podcast is a self-supported podcast. We don't include any of that bias or paid for opinion stuff that you do not need here. Because of this, that allows us to bring you PlayStation news you actually want to know. All of our content is free for you to enjoy at your leisure. We only ask that you help support the show by spreading the word. That's right. Tell your friends, family, loved ones. Uh, even strangers, honestly. Let's just throw that in. Uh, that we exist and that they can find us on all your favorite podcast services of choice such as spotify apple or and including amazon every month we're growing and it's all because of you lovely gaming homies helping to spread that cause and uh if you have any comments questions complaints we want to hear from you please leave any of those on our email address which you can email us at homeofplaypodcast at gmail.com and we can read your questions on the show or alone in private while we discuss what will we discuss this week chris uh the awards Okay, well, we discuss the awards. <laughs> On today's episode, we have seven news articles to discuss. But first, as always, let us begin with what we've been doing this last week. Chris, it sounds like you have some new stuff that even I don't know about. So let's start with you. Yes. Uh, so I've been kind of bored. I haven't been wanting to play the normal stuff. I'm still playing some of the normal stuff like Valorant and Among Us and some of the Jackbox games and that. Not uh, A little bit more Assassin's Creed um so all the standard stuff but i went outside my comfort zone not really but i uh turned on bug snacks i have oh, tried that's bug right snacks. actually i think i did remember seeing you pop up with that yeah um it's definitely made for a younger audience it reminds me of like the it has the adult jokes but then like the normal kid stuff you know all that kind of stuff mixed in um it's okay. It reminds me of like the old like Spyro games and not like Ratchet and Clank because that's a little bit more action packed. But yeah, it reminds me of Spyro, I guess. There's not really enemies or anything. You're just collecting little uh, fruit, uh, vegetable creatures and whatnot. I was going to compare it when I tried it. I felt like it was a not like imagine you lost your camera and you were playing pokemon snap i was actually yeah, i was just gonna say that yeah it's like pokemon snap but you actually catch them yeah and it's like a, it's like a puzzle solve yeah. solver like pokemon snap which i mean i guess snap yeah snap had a few like yeah what you're saying right you had yeah. to do certain things to take a picture yeah so it's pretty much the same thing uh the yeah. world i don't know it looks like there's about like nine sections or nine or ten maps uh just looking at the world map uh, but the maps are not that big, but they put quite a few, I don't know, like maybe 10, 10 little creatures to catch on each map, I guess, maybe. Um, it's kind of, I, I like the aspect of rebuilding the town. I mean, you don't actually do anything. You just have to get get people to come back to the town and whoever's in the town, I guess, builds it for you and whatnot. So it's okay. I just I'll probably find the game it. morbid as all hell. Um, oh, the yeah. concept of turning people into food seems... 
deep yeah. and dark. I'm just like, is this like as the character I'm playing, am I planning to sell these people as items of food? <laughs> you know? I'll be honest, I'm, like the storyline, you actually like start getting into it. There's it talks about cannibalism. Like it's no joke. Like it's like the the ancient people that used to live here before us. Uh, they turned people into food, and it looks like they might have eaten them. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay. This game's maybe a little bit darker than I thought. Yeah, but uh, it's okay. Uh, it's one of those ones that if like, if you're bored, just turn it on. It's colorful and puzzles. You know, by default, solve. it might show up in your top ten list this year. <laughs> it's just because we have an analog. Yeah, that could be a possibility. The other big one that I finally got to try uh, yesterday, well, I say finally, but um, it's more or less because I signed up for the beta, which really isn't signing up for the beta. You just click on the button and it allows you in and you can download it. Uh, it's a PC game on Steam. It's called Naraka Blade Point. Uh, it's in a playtest server right now. Um, best way to describe it. It combines, it's like, okay, so the basic way is like Samurai Battle Royale or Ninja Battle Royale, whichever one you want to call it. And it takes a lot of the good aspects from Overwatch, Apex, PUBG, maybe a little Warzone. Like it, it, it takes a lot of the good aspects from all of those games and throws it into this one. And you're a samurai, which is kind of fun. It's like, yeah, yeah, because you get, there are guns. There's like a musket, an old style pistol as well, bow, cannon, all that kind of stuff. It's fun. I haven't played very much. I mean, the beta just started uh, yesterday, yesterday being uh, the 23rd of April, and it goes through the weekend. I'll probably play it a good amount more this weekend if I can. Uh, I don't know. I'm a big Battle Royale guy. The samurai aspect seems pretty good. I know it's beta. There are a couple of issues with noticed some of the when you pick up an item for some reason I get locked in the walking animation when I picked up the item. So it's like I have to like let go of the buttons and then move again. It's it's not as fluid, but it doesn't happen every time either, so it must be a bug. And then the victory screen at the end has like major frame rate dro drop for some reason. But other than that, the gameplay seems pretty good and I've had a couple people try it so far this weekend and they're all like four people have tried it and they're all enjoying it. So I'm looking forward to testing that one out a little bit more. It's definitely uh, got the loot box aspect. There's tons of cosmetics and stuff like that. But um, right now, because it's in a uh, beta, there's obviously no way to pay for this stuff. But they give you enough currency to probably buy everything if you wanted to. I don't know. I'm looking forward to playing it a little bit more this weekend. And it's good. It's good. A lot of people, one of my buddies is comparing it to kind of like Sekiro, but it's a lot faster paced than Sekiro, I think. That's pretty much it. How about you? Have you had a chance to play anything different this week? Uh, no, not really. Uh, this week was another just, I had time, but I didn't really feel like anything in particular. So I just kept doing what I did last week, which was, you know, maybe let's pretend it was in preparation for the movie release, but I just played. Mortal Kombat all week. Uh, I would just get home, not have a lot of energy, didn't want to think. So I would just jump into the classic towers and pick like one of the longest ones, pick my favorite character, Shao Kahn, and just work my way through aimlessly. Had fun trying to like find secret stage fatality, stuff like that. Keep myself interested. 
um, accumulated a lot of wealth and then uh, got into the problem, the biggest problem that game has, which is just, oh my God, the way they want to force you to spend money in that game. You know, again, I think we talked about this before, how you don't technically have to spend money, but they make things so difficult, Chris. Like I had a million credits and mind you, the average box in the crypt that you need to open up to unlock whatever is like 15. Like it varies a lot, but I'd say the average is like probably 2000 gold to open up one chest. Well, I had a million of these like gold coins and I still end up with nothing. Like, just nothing. They filled that crypt with, like, the most vague, dumb crap. Like, concept art for levels. Concept art for, like, weapons. It's just, like, whatever they could. And then, like, the most egregious thing would be, on top of that, they have, like, crappy little items that you can use for, like, the other towers that will give you, like, slight buffs. Uh, because they made the tower so bloody freaking hard and stupid, the, some of the challenges that you'd need these items. But then that's also getting released to you in these chests, which I'm like, no, I want, like, give me Shao Kahn's helmet. Give him, and like, again, it's all random, uh, except for slight few things that aren't. Um, but how does uh, so, like, Mortal Kombat deal with duplicates? Oh, well, that you won't get. Oh, there's no duplicates? Not in the chest, no. Well, that's kind of uh, Because it's all online like that's how it's tracking it so it's just random and it will load and be like okay like you haven't locked this but again i guess it wouldn't be duplicates but kind of duplicates is like they'll give you more of those stupid items okay oh right so it's the like, consumables right yes yeah, so yeah. those it can just double down and that happened a lot like i was so frustrated that i'm like i've never spent this much money in the store and i got nothing that i liked mm. like it was just such a waste and like not to mention 90 percent of the cosmetics are like Oh, but what if the same costume was green? <laughs> it's yeah. just like I don't care. I'm like, always, I'm always why does like in... the same costume have twenty different color schemes, and then I have to unlock all those individually? Like it's so predatory that game. I, I don't know the way that they can pretend it's not and be like, oh no, like this is a fair system. It's like mm, that makes me want to throw a big f you, but whatever. At least gameplay, it's the best Mortal Kombat. I'm in always my interested opinion. in uh, how games deal with duplicates, like. The fact that you can only get the one is kind of nice, but then they put the percentage so low that you're getting shit consumable items, so that's kind of not great. But there's other games that like you get duplicates. Sometimes you don't get anything, or mm. there are others where it'll give you a little bit more of a currency that you could get another chance to open up another crate. Those are, I guess, okay. But I like I would prefer that once you get an item, it's gone from the list because you know me, I like my completionist like check marks, right? So it's I prefer, I do like the idea the way Mortal Kombat does it, where it's like you've gotten the, whatever, it's concept art, but at least you can't get that again. So it's like you're slowly chipping away at the list of things that you can get. Mind you, they keep adding stuff. Yeah, but I, it's like the, I can't remember if it was 10 that did it better, or I know 9 for sure did, but like the crit back then, like it was all set in stone. Like, so like, yeah, could you cheat and go online and lock all the things you want to right away? Yeah. But it's my game. Like, why not let me have that option? The only reason you are not doing that now is, be, yeah, the predatory nature of just trying to get me so frustrated wanting, you know, the Shao Kahn's got a certain armor set I want, and it has to be red because that, you know, like was his color in Mortal Kombat 2, which I'm nostalgic for. And it's like, I just cannot get it to save my life. You know, I've had this game for, <laughs> I don't know, two years, and I still can't get that costume. Like, Ah, whatever. Uh, I'll move on. But yeah, it's just that part was frustrating. But 
you know, the rest is enjoyable. Like I said, the combat's good. It's nice to go into something you don't have to think too deeply about. I pondered, like, you know, I did talk about by near uh, replicant, and I'm not going to say all the numbers that come after that in the title, but um, I don't know. I looked at reviews, and, like, they weren't bad by any stretch of the imagination. I saw a lot of eights. I would say the average I saw was probably around eight. Um, some going as high as 8.5, and uh, which isn't horrible, but, you know, a lot of them said the same things. They're like, combat's improved, but you got to beat the game, like, three times, and unlike Nier Autonoma, like, the story doesn't really change between those three times. So they said definitely the last time you have to beat it to get the final endings is, like, worst. And if you really, to get, the, they added a new secret ending, like an additional, that even fans of the original one haven't seen yet. But apparently to check that box, it's also just a long, tedious list. So I didn't know if I wanted to get into that. And then, yeah, I heard some other stuff that I, I don't like, like side quests they're saying there's just... Whew, just really bad side quests. Like, it almost feels like an MMO side quest where it's like, kill three rabbits and bring them to me. And I'm like, oh, I don't want a game full of that. Um, I, I'll probably still get it eventually. But yeah, I just, after reading those reviews, I'm like, that's not a like full $60 price game to me. Um, but yeah, so I just stuck with Mortal Kombat. And uh, hopefully I missed last week's uh, Resident Evil Village demo, but hopefully I find time to do it today <laughs> so we'll see uh you know what'd be interesting is if they uh instead of like for like games that give cosmetic items it'd be nice if they gave you like when you're opening up a chest they give you like a token for like you get a token of uncommon or something so that mm. you can choose what uncommon cosmetic you want to unlock but i could see them but i could see them not wanting to do that because they probably want you to spend more money on it but that's the thing is but how much money do you want people to spend on cosmetics compared to like FIFA where it's like you're actually spending money to unlock like characters with better stats and shit, right? So like there's definitely a difference between the two. Yeah. Cosmetic, honestly, it's like if you want to lower the percentage even more, lower the percentage, but at least a token or something like exotic token, then you can unlock any exotic caution. Just, that would be kind I of just don't. I just don't like it as a whole because it's like, yeah. to me, I, I bought that game. I paid $60. Then it's like, why are you hiding content from me? Like, and making it almost unattainable. Yeah. I'm like, did I not pay for that content already? I get it if you want to add additional ones and make it like that, fine. If I didn't have to pay for them. But that would be like me being like, Chris, spend $10 and I'll give you this costume. And you're like, okay, I really want that costume. I'll give you $10. And I'm like, oh, by the way, Chris, that $10 doesn't actually get you the costume. It gets you the mini game that you can now hopefully win this costume. Yeah. That's bullshit. That's 100% bullshit. So yeah, anyway, that's my week. Hopefully I get to play Resident Evil uh, 8 Village demo. I think it's the castle. I'm a little worried though, because I just found out that uh, I should have caught on to this earlier, but apparently that giant vampire lady is going to act like uh, Nemesis uh, and follow you around. Or Mr. X as well, I guess, from Resident Evil Remake yeah. 2 or whatever. Uh, so that terrifies me, because uh, I don't want to be chased. Especially in a first-person game, that's going to be even scarier than the remakes, in my opinion. If that game ever comes to VR, God help you. Can you imagine? Like, she walks in the door, like, just crazy. Um. Anyway, so yeah, that's enough out of that. So I say we get on to the show this week. Like I said before, we have seven news articles. And I say we jump into, you ready for it, Chris? The news. news. 
as numerical order dictates, we start with number one. Number one this week is PlayStation walks back on store closures. This one comes from The Verge. Sony has announced that it will be keeping the PS3 and PlayStation Vita digital storefront open for the foreseeable future. The PSP store will still be shut down on July 2nd, uh, 2021, as originally planned. This one is in quotes from Jim Ryan. Upon further reflection, however, it's clear that we made the wrong decision here. So today I'm happy to say that we will be keeping the PlayStation Store operational for the PS3 and PS Vita devices. PSP Commerce functionality will retire on July 2nd, 2021 as planned. Sony Interactive Entertainment President and CEO Jim Ryan announced that in a blog post. Uh, not a big article here. Uh, we talked about this either one or two weeks ago. I can't remember. I think it was two. Uh, I think we were both disappointed I kind of had that panic moment where I bought a crap ton of games on the PS3. So now I'm kind of kicking myself, but not really, because I'm actually happy I got those games. I, I think I'll be really happy I got them later anyway, uh, especially in downtime when I feel like I, I have time to get to the backlog. Uh, but what are your thoughts, Chris? Uh, I'm glad. Like, I mean, in the time that we're living in right now, there's some people who they still have PS3s. That's just their primary system. A lot of people have them. So to take away the ability to download anything new, I say new air quotes around new, but to take away the ability for people to like just browse and see what's on the store, not to mention there's content on those store that if they removed it, that content would be gone forever. There'd be no way yes. to access it. Uh, in regards to the PSP, I'm still surprised it's open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, like, one's, had, that one's had its time. Yeah, that one's had its time. It's it's done. Even the Vita, I I don't see there's people who still play it. a lot of people use it for the not the screen sharing but the remote connect or whatever and it's still a usable device but I'm glad it's keeping it around they're keeping it around although I don't want to give them too much credit for this either like there it feels like we're taking this away okay we're not taking it away I don't know I don't want to give them any credit for it to be honest yeah it's hard to say like I, I'm going to give them a little credit that they actually listened yeah. Uh, you know, cause like I've mentioned in previous episodes, I have a bad feeling in my tum tum and that it's just, we're dealing with, uh, the PS3 or early PS3 Sony again, where they're very cocky and they just don't seem to listen. They don't, they're very business focused money dollar first, which I get it. You're absolutely a business. You know, I agree with them in some things they do. Like when people get upset and talk about why doesn't Sony have a, like their own version of game pass, I'm like, well, because that's money. Like, I need Sony to be successful to so that they can invest in making the games that I want to play. Uh, I don't want them to lose money hand over fist like Xbox. Xbox has, you know, the software side, daddy's wallet, and they seem to be just be able to spend billions and billions of dollars and never get any repercussions from it. Sony doesn't have that, like, option. So they need to be, like, financially viable if we want to continue to get these awesome exclusives that they usually give to us. Um, but in this case, yeah, I'm happy they went back on this. It's, I think it's good for the people. You know, it gives us, I'm not going to say it solves all my problems with the decisions they've been making lately, but it's at least it's one breath of like relief I can have here, uh, you know, a sigh of relief, sorry, where I can just be like, oh, okay, like there's someone listening. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I can, and you know, I'll have, any games that I miss, like, you know, I, I, I woke up one night and I'm like, oh my God, should have got Dino Crisis 2? <laughs> I don't have to have that anymore, or at least for a little time. 
And uh, I think one point you made, and I'm not sure you were going to talk about it today, uh, that this brings me to is, uh, does this reflect on like your thoughts that they had another way of getting these games of coming? Oh, if that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah, to be honest, it does. It makes me feel like, okay, that the high hopes that uh, the PlayStation Plus would evolve into a uh, database of uh, old games like the PlayStation Now, where you'd be able to play all these PS1, PS2 classics part of your PlayStation Plus subscription. I have less hope that that's going to be a reality, um, especially with one of the other articles we're going to talk about a little bit later on. Um, so yes, my I'm happier with their decisions and yes, it makes more sense that this is the way that they were going to go or the way that they are going. Um, but it gives me less hope for what I really want, I guess is the best way to say. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I look at this and I'm like, clearly they don't have an alternative to allow us to get these games ready. Uh, I a hundred percent think they're working on some kind of backwards compatibility, whether that's going to include PS3, I can't tell you, honestly, that's going to be a hard one for them. But I would like to hope at least, you know, PlayStation 1 and 2 classics would eventually show up, stuff like that. Um, in some way or form, if it's PlayStation Now or just kind of like the PS3 did, allow you to just download and play it. Um, so at some point, I do think we'll see that. But yeah, there's a lot of weird decisions here. And uh, them going back on this clearly means they're not close to that. And honestly... I didn't even need to see this. You know, we, last week we talked about the update. We don't even have M.2 expansion available yet. Like, they're still struggling in so many different ways that, uh, yeah, there's no way. If you don't have that hard drive working yet, am I going to believe that you have a PS3 emulator working? <laughs> like, it's just, I guess, it sucks. I guess there's at least things to hope for for the PlayStation. Like, it sounds like they're working on things. There's mm -hmm. going to be some exciting features and stuff that are coming out. Xbox... I'm not hearing anything. Mind you, I'm not hearing what, what the consumers for Xbox are even asking for. Like the people that own the Series X, is there some, I'm not hearing, is there something like missing from that system that you wish was there? Like I'm, I'm not hearing that from their side of things. But I'm also not hearing like hopeful things that all of a sudden there's going to be a new feature on the Xbox Series X that's going to be exciting. Like I'm not hearing that on that side of the... I think Game Pass, you know, keeps a lot of them... Yeah. happy and suppressed yeah um so then they don't have to complain about missing features and or they're just like more willing to overlook certain ones right they might be like okay well this isn't perfect but did i just get that like mlb the show 21 for free well okay or like not for free but like for a monthly a low monthly subscription cost right yeah. um so yeah i think that's all we really need to say about that one uh not a big article but at least it's an uplifting update so i'll take it uh so we'll just move on to number two discord ends its bio talks with microsoft this one comes from the verge take away chris discord is ending talks to sell itself to microsoft or other companies the wall street journal reports the popular online chat app was reportedly in talks to sell to microsoft in march for a price that valued discord at over 10 billion dollars uh, discord was reportedly in talks with at least three additional companies besides microsoft uh, other past potential suitors included both Amazon, Epic Games, according to Bloomberg. But even with the big name options, uh, Discord has reportedly decided to stay independent and consider a potential public listing to build on its success. 
Uh, Discord has around 140 million monthly users and earned about 130 million in revenue in 2020, but still isn't profitable, according to the WSJ. Wall Street Journal. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, not a, another short article. I don't think we have to spend a lot of time because I'd rather spend some of our time elsewhere uh, yeah. on today's episode. But uh, so I'll just quickly say. Uh, I'm happy about this. Uh, it just means we can, you know, me and you are using discord right now. Right. So I'm just, I just want these things to be separate. I don't think everything needs to be owned by two companies. Yeah. Uh, and like, maybe I'm overstretching talking about game, uh, publisher acquisitions, developer acquisitions, stuff like that. Um, not everything needs to be owned by two things. So let it be independent. Interesting how they're apparently still not profitable, but who knows the way companies work nowadays, it seems like the more debt they have, the more <laughs> valuable they are. Look at Netflix. Nothing makes sense anymore, but that's also stocks ain't my game. So don't listen to me. Yeah. I don't have too much to say on this. I'm pretty sure I had a buddy that said it'd be nice if discord was somehow integrated into Xbox and uh, their systems. I'm glad that it'll stay independent. I'm not happy when they start merging companies like this. Uh, look what happened to this to Skype. <laughs> that's that's the biggest example anyway we're going to move on to number three we're talking awards here and uh we got a hefty list here i titled this one sony wins big at 2021 dice awards this one's also sourced from kotaku and i'm just going to go fast and hard so if you have anything to say just interrupt me chris yep game game of the year winner is hades Makes uh, sense. yeah i mean with this year's you know my preference goes to sushima but i i'll bow down i think this makes sense i'm it's not yeah, <laughs> thank Christ it's not Untitled Goose Game like last year. <laughs> I'm pretty sure last year that was their big winner. Uh, we'll continue. Outstanding achievement in game direction, Hades. Again, makes sense. Outstanding achievement in game design, Hades. That one I, I haven't played Hades, so I don't. I'm not sure, but I can't think of anything else that would really challenge it this year, like past year. Uh, action game of the year, Hades again. Uh, adventure game of the year, Ghost of Tsushima. Whoop, whoop. That's the first win for Sony. Family game of the year, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Makes sense to me. Does it though? Uh, like, I mean, what other I guess family it's, game I guess really it's came family out? friendly. Uh, me, when I hear family game, I'm thinking like your, oh. your whole family could sit down and play together, but I don't think you can in that game. But I think it's more family friendly game, right? Yeah, you're right. They should have probably titled it more like that because family game of the year. You're right. I could see how someone would be like yeah. Jackbox isn't a family game. Yeah, but whatever. Um, fighting game of the year, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. Like, I don't know what fighting games came out, but like that game came out, you know, a year or two ago. Yeah. Like the ultimate edition, I get it. It's like a a loophole. Like, yeah, we're kind of new with the ultimate edition. And maybe they're trying to include like that DLC as like, well, that was new, whatever. Um, but that game deserves it for the combat wise. Uh racing game of the year, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. Cool. I guess we didn't have a lot of good racing games. <laughs> Role playing game of the year, Final Fantasy VII Remake makes sense uh that's the second win for sony of the night sports game of the year tony hawks pro skater one and two uh same thing i bet you i'm not into the sport games but it makes sense i'm kind of happy about it because it's the only sports air quotes game that i would actually play and enjoy (laughs) yeah i'm with you there the one that me and you argued strategy simulation game of the year why is this one category no one knows but it went to Microsoft Flight Simulator. So there you go, Microsoft. You got one award this year. Congratulations. Immersive Reality Game of the Year, Half-Life Alex. Makes I've sense to that. me. Yeah. 
Uh, I've, yeah, because I I can't remember if it was IGN or someone else, but someone gave that game of the year from their website, and to me, I'm like, yeah, the way you guys are selling it, I saw it get a lot of ten out of tens. Yeah, I get it. Uh, mobile game of the year, Legends of Returnia. Never heard of it, but congratulations. I was surprised. To you. Um, Genshin Impact wasn't there, but I guess it hasn't been around as long. I'm guessing. I don't. I don't know anything about Legends of Terror, <laughs> uh, Online Game of the Year, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. Uh, I, I can't say if that's specifically a PlayStation win, but uh, I know it had some early access stuff there, so maybe it is. Outstanding achievement in animation, Last of Us Part Two. That one makes sense to me. Outstanding achievement in art direction, Ghost of Tsushima. There you go again, your fourth win, Sony. Outstanding achievement in character, Miles Ma- from Marvel's Spider-Man, Miles Morales. You know, another trophy for Sony. Oh, what's this? Outstanding achievement in original music composition, Ghost of Tsushima. Well Yay. deserved. Well as deserved. Well as the next one. Outstanding achievement in audio design, Ghost of Tsushima. Yay, Sony. Outstanding achievement in story, uh, The Last of Us Part 2. We have a problem. <laughs> uh, we've gone off the rails. I have a huge problem with this one because, like, I I don't know. I get it. Everything's subjective. Everything's, like, your opinion, whatever. But Last of Us Part 2, in my opinion, it is not a clear-cut winner in this category. No. Um, I don't know. Like, maybe I, like, I, maybe there's just all, every game that came out that year, you know, like Animal Crossing did to give it a run for its money <laughs> in story. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe there was no competition this year. But when you look at Last of Us Part 2, and again, spoilers, spoiler alert, to so just skip the next like 30 seconds to a minute. But my quick rant would be like, I send Chris to the store to get bread. <laughs> and Chris goes to get the bread, fails to get the bread. Too many people in the store. He gets pushed around. He's sad. He leaves. He has no bread. Comes back home. And then he's like, you know what? Fudge this. I really want bread. So he goes back yet again. And we have to watch him go back to the store, pick it off the shelf. And last second, he's like, I'm gluten tolerant. Screw this. And he leaves it. And he walks away. Like, that's the story. That is a shitty story, right? Like, again, subjective, your opinion, but that is a shit story. It's also a crude comparison, but that's my opinion. And take it. There's quite a few other games that I've played uh, over the last year that had more interesting stories, uh, in my opinion. Even Ghost of Tsushima, as m- kind of simple of a story it is. They still mm. told it really well. Yes, I think so, the ending was, you know, there were unique beats, at, yeah. especially near the end. So, yeah, uh, yeah, M- moving on. <laughs> moving on, we go to Outstanding Technical Achievement, Dreams, another Sony, right? I got to try that one at some point. Uh, it's on sale right now. I should really get it before it goes off sale. Because there do seem to be some interesting things you can find in there. Uh, immersive Reality Technical Achievement, Half-Life Alex again. I agree with this. Outstanding achievement for an independent game, Hades. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I look at this list, and really, I only had one issue with it. I would say I just disagree with one. But, you know, taking that up away, like, I'm, I'm just going to ignore my own bias. Uh, holy crap, Sony won that night. Yep. No doubt about it. And congratulations to uh, Insomniac for getting Miles Morales, uh, you know, a nice little trophy there. Yeah, a trophy I didn't even know that was a category to be honest yeah i'm just happy it got some recognition i feel like those games get glossed over they always seem to come out when the big swingers like even the original one came out the same year as god of war yeah so i just feel like it was never 
even close, right? Oh, and Red Dead Redemption 2, which, you know, my opinion wasn't nearly as high point as God of War, but it was still a great game. I agree with everything on this list, but the two things, the story uh, achievement for Last of Us Part 2 and the fact that strategy and simulation is the same category. <laughs> I don't disagree that, simu- uh, that the Microsoft Flight Simulator shouldn't win for the simulation side of things. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's No, it's I just well I deserved. agree with you. It's just that like, yeah, if you had a StarCraft 3 come out, yeah. why is that being, you the know, same why is that in Farm Simulator <laughs> battling, right? Like, I, I don't think that has anything to do with each other. No. Okay, so that was a little bit of time. Uh, so we'll move on to number four. PlayStation has a new exclusive in the works. This one comes from IGN and Chris. Sony Interactive Entertainment and Probably Monsters have announced a new partnership in which PlayStation will be the exclusive publishing partner for the first game from Probably Monsters, Firewalk Studios. Firewalk's AAA multiplayer game in development currently does not have a planned release window, nor do we have many specifics on what the game will entail. Uh, So we don't know if it's going to be cross-generational, PS4, PS5, what it's going to be. But Firewalk's Tony Sue, Ryan Ellis, and Ellen Siegman, along with head of PlayStation Studios Herman Hulst, spoke with IGN about why both parties wanted to partner for this project, uh, how the team made up of former Destiny, Halo, Apex Legends, Call of Duty, and other developers, uh, is approaching a new multiplayer game in this era and what uh, Probably Monsters focus on building sustainable game studios actually means. This project will be Firewalk's first game since the studio's founding in 2018, and both sides of the partnership have been talking since then about the potential for this new but experienced team's game. Uh, Firewalk hasn't confirmed in what realm of multiplayer the game will be, if it's going to be a traditional competitive PvP, Battle Royale, shared universe, like RPG. They haven't released any details on that. Please, God, don't be a games of a service. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure all those developers have learned from many of those other companies uh, what not to do. Or what you to know, do we that say makes that, many. We say that every time, but somehow every year we get another Depends. one where it's just like, have you guys not looked online like once? <laughs> do they want to make an amazing blow your mind game or do they want to make money? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, anyway, yay, we got a new exclusive. Uh, sounds like you have a whole like a crazy team of people. Yeah, talented uh, people. Very experienced people, but looking at that portfolio, I would say obviously we're looking at a first person shooter. Very much so, yeah. Uh, which is great. That's I would say Sony is lacking in first party right now for like genre. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm not a big first person shooter fan, but I, you know, even as someone that's not huge into them, I still enjoy them occasionally. And I look at this and I'm like, yeah, I think we need this. Uh, Sony needs this. Uh, we're just lacking in that department majorly. So I think uh, I'm all for it. I, I and you know what? I'll, hell, I'll even say I'm excited to see what. Uh, you know, when this gets revealed or shown or whatever talked about, I'll be excited to hear more. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm definitely excited to see what they're going to come up with. It uh, seems like a really talented team that they got together. Um, you're, you're right. It's probably going to be some sort of first person uh, sort of MMO. I'm thinking something more on the lines of Destiny style. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Depends on if it's going to be futuristic or maybe in a fantasy world that'd be kind of cool um i'm excited because this is uh yeah like you said the playstation doesn't have a lot of first party first person shooters at least none that are coming to mind 
Yeah, well, it feels like Killzone's dead, right? Yeah, like, Killzone hasn't been talked about for ages. So, and even then, I mean, Killzone had its time. It, it was, it definitely had its time. So, okay, so we're gonna switch to a different developer. Uh, we go over number five. CD Projekt Red reveals refund numbers, uh, sort of. And this one comes from Polygon slash GameIndustry.biz. Cyberpunk's 2077 disastrous launch led to very few refunds, according to CD Projekt Red CFO Peter uh, Neil Boazic. Uh, I probably murdered that. I apologize. Uh, who shared details on the situation during the earnings calls with investors. The dystopian Cyberpunk RG... RPG sold 13.7 million copies, but the developer only issued 30,000 refunds. Executives warned that the sales curve for the game may not be typical for a number of reasons, specifically noting that the impact of the game being pulled from sales in the Sony store and how the move by Sony may have influenced gamers purchasing decisions on other platforms as well. It was also noted a CD Projekt Investor Relations representative confirmed later that for GameIndustry.biz that the 30,000 refunds figure only accounted for refunds facilitated by the company for customers who emailed them directly. It would not include refunds made by a number of retailers, including Microsoft, Best Buy, GameStop, who relaxed their usual policies specifically for Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, we should also note that that does include Sony, obviously. Um, so basically, we'll call this section A of this news article. Uh, I think my quick reason I even want to talk about this is just yet again, I, I get the feeling that the board from CD Projekt Red never really learns anything. They just use code words and just try to mislead numbers and figures. And it, maybe I look into it too much, but it just really aggravates me. And it just seems like they're not learning from anything, even though, ironically, another article I posted this week was I saw a couple of sites saying that, like, oh, yeah, we learned from this experience. And it's like, well, obviously not. Like, that is super misleading. And, like, GameIndustry.biz had to, like, literally reach out to you for clarification because you like to intentionally mislead people. So 30,000 refunds. I've heard people actually, you know, it, I don't want to shit on anyone's parade, but I've heard major sites quote this number and other podcasts podcast services talk about how, oh, you know, it's only 30,000 out of like 13 million, but that is not the real number. You know, we could be actually talking about a million, two million, like, I don't know. And maybe I'm blowing this out of proportion, but uh, I, I think it's more than that. And also it doesn't speak for everyone either. There's a lot of lazy people like myself that did I feel like I deserved a refund? Yeah. But was I going to seek it out and go through all the like troubleshooting? And I know I was just like, you know, whatever, maybe in two years, this will be, I'll be bored and it will be playable finally. Or maybe I'll have an expansion that really excites me. You know, praise to Jesus. I hope one day they add wall running back to an expansion. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this number or does it mean speak to you? No, I, I mean, the same as you. It's like, okay, that's the, the, the number of people that emailed them directly where not a lot of people do that. Usually when you want to refund something, you go to where you bought it <laughs> from. Yeah. So uh, all we have to do, uh, Steve, is we just got to talk to Microsoft, Best Buy, GameStop, Sony, uh, Walmart, uh, Target. Uh, we got to talk to all these stores and just ask how many refunds they've done uh, <laughs> for uh, Cyberpunk. And uh, that'll be our actual number. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's a bullshit number. Um, the other thing that's like, you know, maybe it's a factor. I don't know if you care, 
but 50, I believe it was 56% of those 13.7 million copies was through Steam or PC sales in general. Yeah. Oh yeah, Steam. I didn't even think of that market. It's super easy to refund shit on Steam. Yeah, so but I'm saying like those people are probably the least to the refund, right? Because they actually got somewhat working versions of the game. Though true, wasn't flawless at launch. Trust me, like you know, I, I heard still issues with that as well. So you're right, there could have been those probably. refunds as well. Um, and you're right, there could have been people that played I don't know an hour or two and were like, I can still get a refund. This game ain't working for me. You had to have a pretty decent PC to run it well. Yeah, well to enough. get it the way it's supposed to look, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's could have been more of that. And then I don't know, that doesn't leave many copies really out of like, you know, if you're talking about there's only slightly over 40% of the 13 million copies for the other two consoles, then I'm like, well, yeah, it's obviously going to be a lower number anyway, but that's just my take from it. Okay. We'll go on to the port, the B portion of this article. Uh, when CD Projekt started talking about sales overall for the game. Uh, CD Projekt says its Cyberpunk 2077 sales figures should take into account that decisions made by Sony to delist Cyberpunk from the PSN store. In the company's first investor's call after the troubled release of the sci-fi role-playing game, a CDPR executive implied that Sony's decision to pull Cyberpunk 2077 off the PlayStation Store influenced sales on other platforms. Uh, in quotes, in general, I would say that the sentiment about cyberpunk and the situation with the Sony digital storefront, the fact that we were cut off from a large portion of the market, which may have also indirectly affected gamers decisions to purchase the game on other platforms, definitely influenced the sales uh, and quote the CD PR executive said Sony took cyberpunk 2077 off its storefront on December 17th, 2020. Uh, following widespread criticism that the role-playing game's dismal performance issues on consoles compared to PC, this was an incredibly rare move by Sony considering the huge sales potential even despite criticism of the game. CDPR also launched its own unprecedented refund policy and on Thursday they estimated that they did the 30,000 refunds that uh, we call bullshit on. Uh, Chris, I finally got through that article. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the influence that Sony has apparently on other platforms? I'm surprised this is even an article. Like half the time going through the article, I'm like, yeah, duh. Yeah, duh. Uh-huh. Obvious. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, uh, Sony taking the game off the store. Uh, that affected their sales. Yeah. Why, Do you know why what else affected the sales? Releasing an unfinished game. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> like I can't believe that like uh, again I, am I pessimistic by nature absolutely so when I look at a thing it just again I'm passing the buck oh, my, it's Sony that you know caused our lack of sales and yeah. why we didn't hit the 30 million we thought we were going to sell I'm like no you released an unfinished game and two unprecedented things happened which Sony had to give refunds, which Sony never gives digital refunds. And you then broke them. you broke them. Yeah. And then you had to make your own campaign to refund people. That is a you problem that you caused because your boardroom makes bad decisions. Like we talked about, even in the line about 30,000 refunds. I, I don't know. It's just, again, my overall point of this, everything you guys just aren't listening. You're not learning. And I am more concerned over Witcher four than ever before. You know, I'm going to do what Chris always does. Wash my hands of this filth. <laughs> so after cleaning my hands, we move on to Article 6. 
Cloud Gaming and more exclusives on the way for PlayStation. This one comes from VGC. It's also another A and B. <laughs> that rhymed. Speaking of Kai, paywall translated by VGC. The PlayStation boss said the company has been quietly investing in the creation of first party software and that could that it could pursue further MA opportunities to bolster its in-house development capabilities. In quotes, we have been quietly but steadily investing in high quality games for PlayStation and we will make sure the PS5 generation will have more dedicated software than ever before, Ryan said. We have repeatedly engaged in mergers and acquisitions, including Insomniac Games in the US. We will not rule out that option in the future. Uh, so that's kind of the first part. And then it also bleeds into part B. Uh, in the same article slash interview, uh, they also went into about a deal with Microsoft uh, when it came to using their cloud services slash servers. Uh, PlayStation boss Ryan said Sony was not ready to reveal its cloud strategy for PS5, but it suggested was devising a unique offering. Uh, we're still having conversations with Microsoft about exchanging ideas, he said. We're still talking to them about exchanging ideas, and there's some very interesting stuff so we're the so when the time is right we'll announce our cloud strategy we could conceivably use the cloud for our technical infrastructure but the cloud gaming experience we're offering will be unique and only on playstation later in the interview ryan was asked if cloud could disrupt the traditional hardware cycle which has seen new playstation console launch every six to seven years uh in his response it's hard to answer that question right now but history shows the sales peak in the third or fourth year ryan responded at the end of the cycle, the cloud may play some role in more optimistic about the future than I was a year ago. It continues, Ryan also suggested it was too early to know if an increased focus on cloud gaming would mean PS5 will be the last console from Sony. Uh, it won't be, just spoiler alert. We have just released PS5, so at this point in time, to learn how people are enjoying it, and then we'll take time to think about the future of PlayStation, he said. Uh, so my first response to this is... Uh Part A, uh, I'm happy that they're investing in new games uh, and new companies. Clearly, they don't give us any teasers other than saying Insomniac Games, which is old news already <laughs> at this point in time. But uh, yeah, good. Hopefully, they get uh, some more good uh, acquisitions. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, uh, well, we read one before, right? Like, yeah. you know, they're finally talking about it. My only concern is I'm a little worried that it's kind of like a, a not article article like you know microsoft's kind of showing everyone their cards saying like hey look we've done this acquisition this acquisition we're constantly searching you're hearing rumors about them talking to other studios in japan recently uh you, you just never know when their names going to pop up next and what they're going to be doing and so it almost seems like this is like a not real story where they're like oh no we're we're looking into things too and i'm like yes we would assume you were <laughs> like just like everyone else yeah like I, I don't it just it, it almost seems like this is in response to all microsoft's news lately but it's not really a response somebody trapped jim in a corner and started asking him questions about this yeah he's like hey, jim, uh, do you yeah think we're working <laughs> yeah do you think you're gonna release new ps5 games sometime he's like yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you know we're investigating things we we didn't even think about it but now that you said it <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, I'll let you move on to part B if you want. Oh, yeah. And while, well, like, the cloud gaming, um, yeah. I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't have the Xbox, so I don't know the experience from that side of things. 
but uh i mean i think isn't like the popular thing about the cloud gaming the fact that you can like access your games from multiple devices yes and with playstation that means they would have to pair it off what other device would you pair it off with pc i guess so uh it's not anything i'm looking for so it's just more it makes it more accessible i guess from other people Um, i'm with you in that i just don't see cloud like cloud gaming is not in my future yeah um okay let's say you put it on an app like microsoft is doing and i can play the same point in my game i can go from my console to my phone and leave the house that's not a viable option for me. I have to drive. I'm going to die if I try to play this on my phone. I'm not taking while a leaving bus my somewhere house. or riding on a train. Exactly. And I'm like, I get it. Different locations have people doing different things. Not everyone's, you know, traveling the same way. But I do drive my own car. Chris, you drive your own car. Uh, I just, I'm not going to. And I don't play mobile games. I hate playing games on my phone in general. It's a yeah. small screen. Yes, I could pair it with a controller. But I just think... Next to holding a knife in public, it's just as off-putting <laughs> to have like a controller attached to my screen well, in the middle know, of public. Steve, it's those youngins, the young ones that like playing games on their phones. So I and think- even they don't; they have no social skills, and secretly <laughs> they just want to play that at family functions <laughs> yeah. and just not talk to their family, which always makes me feel like, oh, so he's going to be the serial killer in the family. Maybe this starts to feel like not a thing to us, just because maybe it's our age now. Maybe we just well, don't. I- care you're right about that sort of stuff so i think yeah probably younger kids teenagers and stuff would probably find this really cool to be able to play your playstation games potentially on your phone or on your tablet or whatever is next and and i do think you have a point like yes it could definitely be my age and i'm biased because my age and all that stuff but at the same time too let's just talk about our phone like subscriptions right now could you afford to stream a video game to your phone right now when you're not on wi-fi at home yeah and if you're already at home why would you not play on your system exactly and i'm just like i don't want to kill you know i only get 10 gigs of like fast unlimited speed i assume streaming a game (laughs) that i'll be gone in 13 seconds (laughs) so then i'm like okay now i'm on subpar streaming which then of course is going to affect my video game experience why do i want this and you know me i don't know about your like internet provider but my my current internet provider like i'm not limited to usage but i know there's a lot of people that are especially in some states i i have been told that certain states it's very much like that and you're limited to like certain gigs per month well boom there you go again like if you're using wi-fi on your phone because you apparently want to play in your bed not on your ps5 you know what's i just don't think the infrastructure is here for cloud gaming yet that's why i also kind of had that weird uh, call out during the article where I mentioned like yes there's going to be a PS6 just because I again I think a lot of things are going to have to change before cloud gaming becomes you know relevant yeah. and it you know go become it goes to the forefront of a gaming like infrastructure if you will Um, I mean look at Stadia how well is that doing yes is it mainly because a lot of their own bad decisions and giving up on it before anyone else <laughs> yes but at the same time I just think it's going to be a slow crawl for cloud gaming to like take over, but that's just my opinion. Are you ready to move on to our last news article, Chris? Yippers. Okay, well then we'll let you take it away. This one's number seven. PlayStation Plus Video Pass is a streaming app. Will be tested for a year in Poland. Uh, where did you source this from, Chris? Places. Okay, he sourced it from places. 
<laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, that's funny. IGN. <laughs> From IGN. <laughs> Take it away, Chris. Yes. Article 7. The one from IGN. <laughs> Sony has seemingly accidentally released information about an unannounced PlayStation Plus video pass, which could add movie and TV content to the existing PS Plus service subscription. Uh, spotted by VGC, the PlayStation Poland website added and then quickly removed a banner that showed off the apparent service accompanied by text that, when translated, reads... A new benefit available for a limited time on PlayStation Plus. PS Plus Video Pass is a trial service active from June 22nd, or sorry, April 22nd, uh, 2021 to the following year, 2022. The subscription benefit is available to PlayStation Plus users in Poland. Uh, we did get an update uh, actually a couple days ago on that article stating that Sony has confirmed that the PlayStation Plus Video Pass is a trial service running in Poland for a year, and it will offer 21 movies and TV shows at no extra cost to PlayStation Plus subscribers. Uh, speaking to Spider's Web, Sony's Nick Magura, Magura, Maguire, whatever, explains that the pass comes in the form of a PlayStation 4 PS5 app, which initially allows PS Plus subscribers to watch 21 movies and TV, including Venom, Baby Driver, and all six seasons of Community. Uh, he then states that the new titles will be added to, uh, to the list every three months, and no charge to PlayStation Plus uh, price in Poland will be made. So this is interesting. Uh, to combine, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, combining of services is what we expected. Um, to be honest, I didn't care about the combining of the services or <laughs> the video services. I was hoping for the PlayStation Now to combine with this, which could still happen. But uh, I mean, whatever. I mean, it's good. Take free it's, stuff. Yeah, it's like that's the thing. You're right. If it's free, then like I can't complain because you're not charging me for it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, but, but it's like another I'm, app. <laughs> but I'm like a video service that only has 21 offerings. Yeah. You could get like, through that, that. You could binge that in like three weekends, probably. <laughs> no, more, mm. more than that. I guess I'd six say the seasonal, like, you know, I don't know what the hell Lost Girl is, but it's got five seasons. I don't know how quickly I can binge, you know, if that's an hour episode. Yeah. But, um, but you could so, get like, through all of it in like a time. Well, I would say you like you're right. In probably a week, you could finish every one of these movies. Yeah, easily. Yeah, and then yeah, you're right. After that, and like, but that's the thing. No, nobody wants to watch all these things. Like, okay, Arrival's a good movie. I Sausage Party was god awful. Like, I would have thought that would have been my humor wheel, but it, it's not. Um, I look at some of this other stuff, and I'm like, okay, the original Bad Boys, like, yay. And, like, frankly, I don't know if you've seen it, but, like, Sony's signing deals with everyone for their movies lately. Like, it sounds like we're going to, like, Disney Plus is going to get Spider-Man movies. Uh, Netflix signed a big deal with Sony. I think Hulu and possibly HBO Max, if I remember correctly, just signed deals with Sony. So, like, these movies are going on all your other services anyway. Like, this isn't a win, but, again, I guess I'll just end it with... It's not a loss because, again, we're not paying for it. So I guess it's something. It's like, I don't know. That's just in Poland, just to clarify. So if you want that really bad move there, I guess. But uh, I assume if the trial goes well, I don't know. How does that go bad? Do people send them complaints? This free service is too free. 
I guess it's just going to have to depend on, like, did people watch anything? Yeah, I guess. Or did they just continue using Netflix like a sane person? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, do you have people's faces on your back wall? You might be interested in this. It's like, oh, God. I guess my main concern is I hope this isn't the big announcement. I don't think so, because if it's a trial thing for a year, uh, hopefully it's not the big announcement that we're hoping for, like a combination of the PlayStation Now or some sort of emulation to run the all the old games. That's all I'm hoping for is it's not going to be the big announcement. I don't think it is. It, it can't be. I, I mean, I shouldn't say that because I've been let down many times, but yeah. I would pray that this wouldn't be something that they think is going to be a major win yeah. or get for people. I s- like, hey, you know that Game Pass? Well, we got 21 shows and <laughs> <in> movies. <laughs> I very much suspect they'll let us know come E3. Me three. Well, anyway, that is all of our news articles for the week. We got through in a not so timely fashion that we love so much. So we're going to quickly move on to homework. What is homework? Homework is when we don't have time because remember, I like to keep it within an hour. So we move on to the first bit of homework. Sony has patented an AI that will play games with you because you're lonely. And this one's at VGC. Uh, Not much to say there. I believe we talked about a similar patent to this one uh, months ago, but um, I guess you know, like Sony loves to do, more patents, more power. We move on to the next one. Fans are remaking PlayStation Home and Dreams. This one's also from VGC. I just added it because it's hilarious. I remember Home. Uh, I mean, heck, the title of this podcast is based off of PlayStation Home. If you didn't know, you're not a real Sony fan, get the hell out of here. <laughs> the home of play, really. It's PlayStation Home, and I use play at the end because play. I'm not that clever. Leave me alone. PlayStation <laughs> Now will start supporting 1080p streaming this week. Uh, this one comes from VGC, and this one is a surprise to both uh, myself and Steve that it wasn't already in 1080p. But it tells you how much of the service we're using. Yes, clearly. I did not also know that. And I remember it not running well, apparently. Uh, Whatever is running before. Tales of Arise release date and next-gen versions have been confirmed. You can find more about that in GameRant. I believe it was September. This is one of the games I listed highly in most anticipated for 2021. I'm a little sad it's uh, delayed, but with COVID and everything else, I guess everything's just delayed. And uh, I should just be happy it's coming out this year at all because there's going to be a lot of games, I think, that aren't coming out this year. So... Yay. PlayStation Store is old web version revived with browser plugin. This one comes from GameSpot, and apparently people are very happy online because they found out PlayStation Store's old web version uh, is just started working again. And apparently it's one of very few ways that you can get certain like content. So if you're interested in that, check it out. Next, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake is reportedly coming. This was from GameSpot, and we find out that uh, basically everyone who thought was making it and was doing all the other, um, I guess, remasters are apparently were allowed to start a remake. And uh, I am very happy about this. Could it be an Xbox exclusive? Absolutely could be. Uh, I would not doubt it, actually, but uh, I just hope that it's not. And if it is, I'll play it on PC, <laughs> like Chris always says. God of War Studios' next game series could be set in a fantasy-based world. Uh, more you can find more about this on VGC, and anything that studio touches is usually pretty gold. So, accepting, uh, hoping for good things, except for that one that got scrapped just before they started God of War. Didn't exist. Didn't exist. Yep. 
if I didn't hear about it, it didn't exist. So we got through everything. We got through homework. That means we got through the entire show. So thank you again for joining us. We'll see you next Monday. And thanks again for giving you giving us that very special currency that we love so much, which is your time. Uh, we appreciate it very much. And until next week, goodbye. Bye. Bye. You know, when this gets revealed or shown or whatever talked about, I'll be excited to hear more. You got anything? Hmm? No, nothing more. Jesus Christ. Or did I say anything? <laughs> no, you didn't say anything. <laughs> I guess just because I forgot that I read it. Uh... <laughs> I was just uh, like, okay. <laughs> like, I, 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 I already spoke. Game.